Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. It's time for Seminole Headlines, featuring Warchant.com's Jeff Cameron, Managing Editor Ira Chauffel, and Senior Writer Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, Pistols and Pies, starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron. The Seminole Headlines begins right now, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and Warchant TV. We're making it work yet again as Ira is in the other room and Corey is at home and boys... Say hello. Make sure your mics are all good. I've got. I'm. I'm working magic over here. Hello. Can you hear me now? Loud Can you hear and me now? clear. Loud and clear. Ira. Sweet. Testing. 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 One, One, two. two oh, three. we got echoes. We got echoes. What do we got to <laughs> do? do? <laughs> I good job, Ira. I think what's going to happen is that Director Matthew's going to fix it in the interim. I will just say this. Welcome in, everybody. Good to have you on board. Obviously, and uh, we'll get started in mere moments. First, I need to tell you that Register Sausage. Sponsors the hour, as always. Yay, sausage! And um, I'm saying that more these days as I partake and have a good time with this. So uh, I'm excited to Ben and his crew again kicking ass. And oh, by the way, it seems like every other day with the good news that Florida State's getting in the world recruiting. And otherwise, we have new specials. Oh, yeah. And did you see there's a long thread, by the way, on the Tribal Council I did not see this, no. A lot of people chiming in with their different sausages, but registers, uh, I think, carries the day. Um you know, and again, I just want to tell you, if you live in the Southeast, there's a good chance your local grocery store or Publix will have Register Sausage in their display. It might not be next to the other sausages. They might have a special place for it, uh, but there's a variety of sausages. If you live outside of the Southeast, you may have to order it from registermeats.com. But if you're in the Southeast and they don't have it in your store, again, we're not asking, we're not we're not encouraging violence, but maybe a sit-in, a sausage sit-in. Well, would that would that hey. be... Okay. Would that be okay if we had a sausage sit-in? Crazy. You know, and and, yeah, and look. Quit saying sausage sit-in. Hey. <laughs> what's, what's wrong? Phrase what's it wrong? another way. What's wrong with that, buddy? Good grief. A sausage. Show, yeah. <laughs> hashtag that. Yeah, it's, you, it's hashtag. There's got to be a uh, there's got to be a way to encourage them to to carry it. And uh, again, register sausage is a good friend of the program, run by Noel. Ben is a great FSU fan. And uh, support uh, Register Sausage because they support us. couple of things here, guys. Uh, this is the last seminal headlines before Corey goes under the knife. This under could, the laser. I think I'm going under a laser. Lots of knives, scalpels, oh, okay. a lot of cutting, yeah. a, lot, a lot of things happening. It's going to be like a scene from MASH. Well, the problem is this could be the last seminal headlines Corey ever does. And I think we should properly you know, frame this show and, uh, yeah. and understand what we're endeavoring to do here. It's, it's, you're going to feel really bad if something goes down next Monday. Well, no, I will, I will have gotten out in front of it. 
I will have. You would have already been in the stages. You would have already gone through the stages. And I and I gave everybody an opportunity to start wrapping their mind around the idea that maybe you don't make it out. You know, maybe something happens and we don't have similar headlines as currently constructed. Do you do you do well with anesthesia? Have you had anesthesia before? I have for my colonoscopy, I guess, and Mm -hmm. my endoscopy. I had it. Yeah. Do when my time I go to the dentist. When my dad, may he rest in peace. You know, I know my dad's alive. Your dad's yeah. still alive, Jeff. But yeah. Corey's isn't either. In his oh, later years, he had I think it was he had hip surgery. And the anesthesia when he came out of the anesthesia, he was insane for like two days. <laughs> like he thought he was being he thought he was stuck in Cuba what? for some reason. We well, don't know why. What? He was sure cockroaches were all over all the walls. Okay. He saw them the entire time. A little too much anesthesia. And so I kept talking to the nurses, and I mean, he was like 77, 78, and the nurses were like, oh, yeah, you know, dementia happens. I'm like, no, no, no. Six hours ago, he didn't have this. What did you people do to him? Yeah. But apparently with older people, it, it's pretty common to uh, have some sort of hallucinations. Well, and Corey's getting up there, so I'm I mean, a little worried. You are. Uh, yeah, that's mid-50s, true. I'm about right? Ira's dad's age. Mid- um, you're mid-50. Yeah, and for the people that don't know, it's gallbladder surgery, which I think they say is the riskiest surgery you can have. Mm. Um, they do about five a year. I mean, it's really problematic. And it's not a gallbladder transplant. They're just taking it out. They're not replacing it with anything. Yeah, so brain surgery, heart surgery, and gallbladder surgery all right Those are the there. Three. The the, the yeah. weightiness, the gravitas to this. Yeah, so, yeah. Corey, we'll be thinking about you. Uh, but, hey, enjoy today's seminal headlines. So what day is the yeah. surgery? It's on Monday. Monday. It's on so, Monday. So no headlines next week. Probably not, not with Corey. wouldn't you be going to Charlotte anyway? Yeah, I think we'll be driving up to Great Charlotte for maybe our last ACC kickoff. Or maybe God we willing. do like a special Thursday headlines. From like up, when you're with back us from up Charlotte. there, and I no, when you're back from Charlotte, we'll be driving back, or we'll still be up there. We'll worry about this later, gentlemen. Uh, one thing okay. I will tell you is that uh, yeah, next week it looks like because of the way this is situated, Tuesday and Wednesday are going to be travel days for the War Chant crew, Jeff Cameron show, and all that, and wake wake up and everybody. So. I don't know what we're going to have on the air. Maybe some best of stuff going on next week because we're going to be up there conducting interviews and doing what we're going to do for the site and for the station. And I, I'm going to have an opportunity, I think, to talk to you. Could put me up here. I can tell you what I see on my walls, <laughs> and if I think what country I think I'm in. And roaches. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, so my should, guy, should my dad called me at three thirty in the morning from the hospital, convinced they were trying to take him to take him back to Cuba. So I had to drive to the hospital at 3.30 in the morning. Take him back to Cuba, but he's not from Cuba. He escaped, and they were trying to take oh, him back. got it. Oh, you yeah. You tell that part. And he was convinced that the nurses were in on it. Man, when he – it was about two days later he came out of it, and that might have been the best feeling I've ever had in my life. And did you also say, Dad, you lost it on these people. <laughs> <laughs> you were sure that they were sending your ass to Cuba. Oh, man. <laughs> it was insane. So, Corey, what are you going to miss about ACC kickoff? This might be – I mean, who hey. knows, man? This could, well, it's not going to be our last one, but we can we can joke that it might be our last dream. one. Dream, we can dream that it would be the last what one. Do you, what would you I miss? missed last year's because of the transition. That's right. I missed last year's, and I thought, golly, this is going to be a tough week for me. And I really didn't miss anything. <laughs> I really don't feel like I missed anything. Corey, I think you're going to be all right, buddy. I don't think you're going to sit around longing for the days of the ACC kickoff. Uh, now, maybe you'll miss having a few pops with the fellas in downtown right. Charlotte. After the right. big uh, press conference, but other than that, man, I think you, I think you, you're gonna be all right. I'll be all right. I'll be all right. I I am interested in. That's uh, gonna be. It's gonna be the most unique ACC media days ever. Because why would you ask anybody about anything else other yeah. than expansion? Like, you, I mean, at, at least Jim Phillips. Like, there's no other questions to ask him. 
Do you think this one will be more awkward or the Pac-12s? Ooh. Well, no, This the Pac-12s will be more awkward because you already have teams that are leaving. The Big 12s probably is pretty uh, awkward too, but I'm saying this one is just, it's the most awkward of an ACC media day. That's all you can ask the commissioner. I don't even it's think it's awkward. I think it's laid out. Revenue and expansion. Yeah, but it's straightforward, and he has to know. He's not a dumb man. That's exactly what he's going to be asked, and there's no sense in, in you know beating around the bush here. I mean, he yeah, there are certain things he probably can't reveal because it's in flux. It's in limbo. They don't even know. But he has to be well aware that that is going to be the overriding question on everybody's mind. And, uh, yeah, it would be silly to sit around even for 10 minutes – and talk about the great accomplishments of all the Olympic sports out of the ACC. Oh, I made fun of this yesterday. They're they, going to. Well, of course they do. I mean, he did it in Amelia Island yeah. when you went there, and he talked about they won more national championships than any other conference. I mean, get the hell up out of here. Nobody cares about the lacrosse what's, or the swimming championships. Let's get on with Is this conference going to exist in three years? And what's funny about it, and this is what I'm – this has been probably the most enlightening or interesting thing of all of this to me is, you know, Ten years ago, eight years ago, five years ago, whenever it was that Florida State fans were clamoring to get out of the ACC or or complaining about the state of the ACC, and you have these schools that don't contribute anything yes. and they're just freeloaders. A lot of them. I was listening to uh, our friend Andrew Carter and yeah. uh, Luke DeCock up in North Carolina on their podcast. What's his name? LDC, <laughs> and uh, he might get a sponsorship from Registers. But anyway. So yeah, that's the, a, what a great promo! <laughs> promo, promo that would be. Maybe he'll be part of the next Warchan expansion. Goodness gracious! But anyway, so he, they were talking. It's just funny to hear two North Carolina reporters <laughs> talking about basically just sitting there going, "Man, what has BC brought to this conference? <laughs> Syracuse is garbage. They brought uh, less than nothing." And it's just funny because it's like you guys were all the hey kumbaya. What's wrong with you, Florida State? What's wrong with us? Mm-hmm. And now everybody's kind of turning on each other and going to be turning on Jim Phillips. That's why I think it's going to be interesting because those questions are coming from everybody. Knives Not, out, man. Yeah. It's knives out. Everybody yeah. looking around at each other in the room, kind of like, all right, man, who's working what back alley deal? Who's got a secret alliance? Who's, uh, well, and what, I want, what I don't want people to do, because I saw Andrew write, he wrote, a, he wrote a pretty detailed story about what went wrong with the ACC. And one of the things he said is the ACC had a little bit of misfortune in the sense that they never had two of their premier programs great at the same time. Florida State was good for a while, then Clemson's dominated the last half decade. And I didn't, I didn't t- tweet them or anything, but I mentioned it on the Tribal Council. I take issue with that, man. From 2012 to 2016, that's a five-year run. Florida State and Clemson, every time they played, was a huge game. And every time they played, it was two teams that ended up in the New Year's Six playing against each other in the regular season. So from 2012 to 2016, you had two of the best programs in the country playing every year. I think those two teams combined for four playoff appearances and two national championships, and you did absolutely jack squat with that. Three years, what was it? When, when did the ACC Network start, Ira? Uh, 2000, well, 2019 officially it launched. It was announced in 2017. Yeah, because right, in 2016 so is when they confirmed. Right, right. of Florida State and Clemson being awesome and playing each other all the time, and being, a, being the, one of the most watched games in the country. And it did next to nothing. They didn't, they didn't, it didn't materialize into any extra money anywhere, as far as we know. So I don't, I'm not convinced that if Florida State was good right now, like great, like Clemson has been, then it wouldn't matter at all. Well, they would have had to have gone back and not given up the grant of rights, well, and the which is what they well, had to do in order to get ESPN to build the network. And the fundamental problem with the ACC, and this is where, man, I get it. Everybody hates Swafford, and it's convenient, and there's a lot of things to criticism for when he was the commissioner. But 
The makeup of the conference is the biggest problem. You just have too many smaller schools, too many private schools that aren't going to fill stadiums and are not going to ter- like light up TV ratings. That's correct. And so what are you going to do with it? It is what it is. You could have put a greater emphasis on football and recognized uh, and anticipated, obviously, down the tracks. This was going to be a much bigger deal than basketball. He didn't do that, but... But Wake is Wake. Wake is Wake. Duke is Duke. Duke Yes, Syracuse, Boston, Kyle. You can go on and on. Yes, it's fine. And and maybe some of the choices they made when it came to expansion were were ill-advised. Um, but I also don't know how many great options were there yeah. geographically. At the time, everybody thought these things kind of had to be geographically, and now everybody's like, well, Now it's just brands. Yeah. doesn't matter. Well, but also, in fairness, uh, and, and he's easily criticized, as you noted, but again, the ESPN had already built the SEC network. They were already in the midst of building that at the time when the ACC was like, we'd like that too. Well, there was... They weren't going to do it for the ACC. Florida State wasn't strong. There wasn't a reason to do it. Clemson hadn't become this power yet. They wouldn't have done it without Notre Dame. Right. I don't think it ever would have happened without Notre Dame. Right. And eventually, when they became partners and said, okay, we will do this, they needed reassurances that the brands that were there that mattered, whether it be Notre Dame, Florida State, Clemson, Miami, Virginia Tech, I think that's where it stops, maybe Louisville, uh, were still going to be here. That they all weren't just going to ride under the next wave of realignment, and that the way they were able to show them that no, no, it, okay, it's 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 steady, it's firm, and it, it, nobody's going anywhere was the grant of rights deal, and so you, you know, I mean, and, and to Andrew's point, Corey, they did where they did where the ACC did get a raw deal was Miami falling off a cliff as soon as they got yeah. in. I mean, they yeah. were. I mean, they oh, were absolutely the, the have never won program. the conference. Have never won the never conference. never even played for the conference. Sorry, title. sons of bitches, have never no, won the conference. They, they did play for the conference. They did. Yeah, they lost. They got beat by a hundred. Oh, That's yeah. why you forgot. <laughs> they got blocked uh, it out. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, you're looking at even Virginia Tech is not what they were expected to be. In Virginia Tech, they kind of carried the day for a few minutes. Yeah, they did. And then they now they become what they become. So there is a little bit of luck, and I do think the ACC. You know, we talk about the grant of rights and how solid it is, and there's a reality that Florida State may be in this conference for another several years. We'll Don't see. say that out loud. No. It's a possibility. Yeah. And there is a possibility if somehow they could get Notre Dame. And people, I know a lot of people will say, and I agree to a degree, that if Notre Dame's not enough. But if you got Notre Dame and maybe another school, maybe a West Virginia or somebody else, whoever it is, and you had Florida State, Miami, and Clemson get and Virginia Tech get to a high level with Notre Dame at a high level, now that conference can survive. And and they would have had to redo the TV deal because you've got Notre Dame full-time in another school. Now you're not going to get SEC or Big Ten money, but you could still you be, be you in the ballpark. get back to in the ballpark. You've got to be in the so ballpark. So I do think there's a scenario for Jim Phillips, but, man, it, it has to involve Notre Dame, and I just don't see that happening. I got an idea, guys. All right, let's see. You here. offer Notre Dame $100 million. They get $100 million every year to join your conference. $100 million. BC gets eight. Well, this BC, is what they did so in the Big 12. BC has to give up $25 million of their dollar. They get to stay in the ACC, man. They get to stay in the ACC, <laughs> right. or they can go be an independent somewhere. They can go screw. They don't do anything. Neither does Syracuse. Take that money, that you the extra money that you have to pay Notre Dame to get them in the conference, and then make sure it, it comes from Syracuse, Pitt, and Boston College. But then three years from now, people are going to be like, wait a minute, why does Notre Dame get this and we only get this? Well, but it didn't work in the Big 12 when they tried it. We had this like, discussion. But what? Florida State would get 65 or something. I, I'm saying the TV contract goes up. 
if you get Notre Dame yeah, full time. But even if you're getting sixty five, you closer to. But man, to if right I hear you, man. But if you get sixty five and they're getting a hundred, and Florida State gets good again, or Clemson's good, I mean, I just that it's just not to me. That's not tenable. I get what Jim Phillips is thinking. If if they are considering it, it sounds like by all accounts they're considering a move to uneven revenue sharing, which would reward the the the, the teams that contribute the most. But I just don't think that's a long-term solution. But maybe it gets you through these few years or whatever. That's what I mean. It gets in. you through 2028. 20, and then you can and bow then out. Point, then, you're then it's, only yeah. eight years out. Then it's not Did so difficult. Interesting conversation. Uh, uh, we'll talk about the next Oh, I love second, it. Yeah, it, Ira had an interesting conversation. We're going to use that as our wonderful segue mm. into break here. But before we do that, we want to thank Eric for listening to the program, watching the program, contributing to the program. He writes, what's up, Seminole Headliners? Corey, I wish you all the best on your surgery and recovery. Great to see Thank Lucas you, Simmons committed. Go Knowles. Can't wait to see everybody from War Chant in New Orleans. Thanks, Eric. he's already ordered a ticket, which is great. Thanks, Eric. More Seminole Headlines in a moment. 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Ho, 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 horizons. It took, Bar and grill. It took all the strength I had not to interrupt you, turn off your mic, and go home. Do you like how I closed my eyes when I sang? Oh, oh, believe me, that was the best part. I didn't look at it, thankfully. It was unbelievable. He looked like, like Al Jarreau or something. <laughs> <laughs> like Luther Vandross. Well, he was reference. making sure it was there. I want to apologize to Horizon Sports Bar and Grill. Uh, their delicious food uh, should not be overlooked by Corey's singing. Man, that's a great jingle from game. from the restaurant itself. Uh, but Horizons Bar and Grill is where, Ira? Bannerman Crossing. You're damn right Northeast it is. Tallahassee Ooh. off Thomasville Road and Bannerman Road. It's, uh, man, it's just it's incredible food, incredible people, incredible beers. It's spirits. where we are a lot. We're, hey, before a, the end of the group. week, fellas, uh, any week. Like, you could be listening to this six weeks from yeah. now. Let's let's all get together at Horizons Bar and Grill. We're there a lot. We really are. So if you want to see this in person, this trio <laughs> in person. Never mind the food. You get to see the three of us. But, yeah, the food and the, the drinks, the, the patio, it's all good, man. It's all working. If it's you, all working at And Horizons. if you sing the theme song, they'll give you some free food, I think. I think you get the bill is paid for if you sing the song. But with, you have to sing it like I do. With, and tell them Corey's singing. With a bar tab. Yes, it's amazing. Correct. It's incredible. It's it incredible. Keeps growing. They're yes. so kind. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. Ira, we went to break with a teaser that had to do with you, sir, uh, hearing some interesting news. You better not. You better not let us down. I mean, we, let's hear the interesting news that I'm, you were about to break. I'm just having a flashback to back in the day when Corey was still living in Atlanta, and I was doing your show, and Corey mm. would listen online occasionally. Yeah. And I had a tick where I would say it's interesting all the time. And Corey's like, hey, man, can I give you one little thing of advice? Like, you keep telling us things are interesting, but let us figure out if what you're going to say is actually interesting. Yeah, let interesting. us to decide if it's interesting. <laughs> so, anyway, I had just done that. But uh, I did. Um, I was on uh, Pat Smith, who I guess he used to be the producer for Feinbaum when Feinbaum became what it became. Mm-hmm. And now he's part of a show in Birmingham. And I uh, remember Pat Smith. Yeah, he's a real good guy. He used yeah, to have, if, Pat, if you were yeah. on Feinbaum, he's yeah. the guy that would contact you. Mm-hmm. And um, and so, anyway, he uh, he said, or they said on their show, and they're based in Birmingham. They're on that WJOX, which is a big station up there. He said they think Florida State's going to be in the SEC at some point. They they think that's going to happen. Ten years from now? And or? I was like, well, hey, man, you guys make that happen. Keep keep preaching that. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, he didn't have a timeline. But at some point, like, that, that's good well, to think, hear, man. That's I, I, good I, to hear. Because, listen, we know we know right now ESPN's happy with FSU and the ACC. We know that the ACC doesn't want to let FSU go. We know Florida's not going to be real fired up about Florida State coming in. So to hear – them saying that the SEC wants Florida State and it's just going to be a matter of when, not if, that, I think that's good to hear. 
I think that most people feel that it's inevitable that Florida State will be in the SEC or the Big Ten, that they're going to be part of the super conferences, that the, the two major super conferences where this is headed. Now it just gets to be a case of where being in limbo and waiting for an undetermined period of time is difficult to stomach because everybody recognizes, Corey, that if that is true, let's just say, fine, I agree with those guys. I do think Florida State's going to end up in the SEC. I think Clemson will too. But if it's eight years from now and you're losing by 40 to $50 million per to those that you have to beat out for players, facilities, coaches, by the time you enter that league, you're about ready to get your face kicked in for the next decade trying to catch up. But they, at that point, they wouldn't want you. So there's an incentive, I think, on ESPN's and the SEC's part to bring in these schools when they're still viable. Like You wouldn't wait for Florida State to die on the vine. Well, Florida State could end up dominating the ACC and right. making the playoff. Let's say they get back to operating at whatever that version of peak efficiency is. But, yeah, I, I don't know that – I don't. ESPN has invested a ton in the ACC. It's an asset. Right. Now, it's an asset they don't want to just throw away. They can't go to their shareholders and be like, well – I mean, they they have to do something with this. So I don't know how this is going to work out that in a timely fashion, the ACC gets dismantled by ESPN and, and merged with the SEC. I, I, don't, I don't know that that's going to happen anytime soon because I think everybody knows that's legal wrangling that's going to cost hundreds of millions of dollars and or time in court. But if, we know it is going to happen eventually where it's going to be it's going to be two or three, probably two super conferences, right? Like that's that's where this this thing is heading. Whether it's it's twenty twenty eight or twenty thirty eight, that's where it'll be eventually. Florida State has to make sure they're viable to be a part of one of those two super conferences when the time comes. Yeah, that's don't sit around sucking for the next ten years. Agreed. Let's well, get ourselves. And it brings well, me something. Uh, it's probably going to make Iron comfortable because it always does. But I asked him uh, when we were all at Horizons the other night. He's going to like uh, – you know what Jeff's going to say, by the way, Ira, before I even ask No, I don't because I can argue the other side and, and, and poke holes oh, in your theory. It's not a bad argument. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying that it's it's something to discuss, I think, or something that donors might be wondering about. So they've raised $60 million for this football-only facility, which is a big deal. You need a football-only facility because everybody compete with has one. But in the short term, over the next two or three years, would it not behoove Florida State to take that $60 million and go buy the best roster – in the country. So because of what it would mean in the short term and then sets you up for the long term, because the only goal you have right now is to get into one of these super conferences. That's your only goal. And if you keep rolling out six, seven wins a year, maybe that becomes less harder to attain. Yeah. But by the way, this is, I think the last of the major construction projects that you're going to see for a lot of these big time programs anymore. Now that we're just out right paying now that we're just paying players. I mean what yeah, are we doing? But we, there are function there's a functional reason for having it, Corey. It's not mm-hmm. just for recruiting. I mean right. there you, you go into FSU's training center where they haven't fixed things that have been broken for a long time because they know at some point they're going to be I mean these are big ticket items that oh, they that, are, that need to, to be that fixed. I'm, they and don't matter or that they don't you have use space. all your money on I guess my my point would be if I said, look, for the next two years, I'm taking $30 million each year, and I'm going to have the best roster in the ACC. I'm hitting the portal. I'm getting a Heisman Trophy candidate. Whatever I got to do with this money to make us viable. My my thought is, if you win 10 or 11 games the next two years, money will start pouring into the program again, and you you will have money to do what you have to do facility-wise. Yeah, I, I, you don't I see, but, what if, but what if you don't win? Then you don't yeah. have any more money, and you don't have that facility, right. and you're – 
Well, Screwed. that's the risk, Otter. That's that what, close. Hey, we, <laughs> that was very YOLO, close. man. YOLO. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get I get wanting to ante up. I understand that. And I do think moving forward, once this thing is built, that everything's going to be funneled towards whatever it takes to compete at the highest levels, which at, these, at this point is your NIL. And the reality is with the NIL stuff is, say a kid comes to your school because he's led to believe he's going to get this payment, whatever it is. Well, a year from now... What's to stop him? I mean, they're not gonna they're not gonna sue these kids to stay. Like the kids at Texas A&M, if they were bought, as Nick Saban alleges, I don't know. Yeah, just that's what Nick Saban could said. very well be that if, magically they put together the greatest class ever seen in I the would history ne- of college. I would never, guys. We <laughs> would never accuse you of that, Jimbo. But Nick Saban <laughs> did, your mentor. Yeah. But um, if that's the the case, in a year from now, those guys put themselves up for bid again. What is Texas? Are they gonna sue those kids? No, they're going to let them walk, and those kids are going to – so I, there's no guarantee that anything you do from an NIL standpoint, my point is I don't know that any of that's like, oh, we're going to have that guy for three years. You I may disagree not. On the, I disagree on that first point. You think they're going to be I suing think, them? I don't think they'll sue I them. Think I think they're going to write it out in such a NIL. way. Correct. I think we get to a point with NIL where, hey, you're going to take this money. It's all out in the open. You're signing a contract, and you better not breach that contract. If you breach that contract, you're going to get sued. It's I think it's, I think it's getting written – I don't know about getting sued. Maybe, but I, I would think that it's going to be written in such a way that if at any point you leave the program, this dissolves. You're not, you're not getting right. more money. And, that, and you're saying, well, that's a problem. But if you're, if you're Texas A&M, you're outbidding anybody. So you're not really worried about it at Texas A&M. I mean, right. who, who's going to take your player? But at Florida, Florida State, State, Florida State yeah. you would be worried about it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there. there's players on Florida State's roster who have NIL deals now that have stayed at Florida State partly because they got an NIL deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's happening across the country. But that doesn't mean they're going to stay next summer. And if they have a big, you know, I'm saying this is going to be a constant reality. So I, I don't know that for a school like Florida State, buying your way in is the way to go. Plus, I don't think it's sustainable. Um, but, you know, I, they, I do think that these next few years are pivotal. You know, not just to make sure you get invited, but that you are in a position to compete when you get there. Like it would stink. Well, that's the, the latter part is what I'm worried about. I think Florida State's cachet is in place, and it will be for the next 10 years. I mean, they have to go, keep finishing under 500 for the next decade for them it's to got almost... An iconic, it's got an iconic right. cachet. Yeah, it's it's yeah. a brand, Corey, what an if, iconic brand, some would say. No, what if he had, iconic what, cachet. What if he had said that at the press conference? Yeah. Florida State has an iconic yeah, cachet. They they have built... Uh, a rep, and you see it with the valuation of these teams. You see where Florida State sits in that. And, and I think that really, whether you look at that list or anybody else's list and what criteria they use, Florida State is in the top 20, 25 t- most valuable... Uh, brands, if you will, in, in college football. That's not really going to go anywhere anytime soon. Lots of those teams that are ranked right around Florida State and or above and just below have all gone through extended periods where they struggled and found their way back. Florida State is pretty omnipresent in the minds of college football fans. Now, maybe not walking into this season as a potential national championship contender uh, or college football playoff contender, but certainly, nobody's going to be shocked if in five years Florida State's good again. Nobody's going to go, oh, look at that. Well, how'd that happen? Because Florida State has been this way for 40-whatever years. So I do think that it's more important that you position yourself, obviously, to, to expedite this. You could only do that by having your house in order behind the scenes, right. by having your NIL in order, and by kicking some ass on the football field, which we all agree is like well past due. I mean, this this is an important important part of the whole picture that we talk about on a daily basis which is you know give yourself a fighting chance man stop sucking stop going sub 500 that that would obviously further elevate your opportunities but i again until they figure out a deal with the grant of rights i don't know what we're 
I feel like we are stuck. I don't think ESPN is in a hurry. I'm not sure the SEC is in a hurry. Jim, Jim Phillips should walk around. Like somebody in the chat mentioned, called him Warden Phillips earlier. <laughs> he should walk around the chat with like one of those belly clubs, just kind of like tapping it in his hand. Y'all ain't going anywhere. Yeah, uh, y'all are y'all are y'all are sentenced to the ACC uh, for 14 more years. You're living a 14 year 14 to life. I wonder, by the way. I mean, I, that is the interesting part. We'll never get a straight answer on that. I mean, what is Jim Phillips thinking? Like, he took this job. He wanted to be the Big Ten commissioner. He didn't get that job. So he did the next best thing. He took the offer from the ACC. The ACC and all of its member institutions were very excited about Jim Phillips because he's extremely well thought of, and he had done a masterful job at Northwestern. Uh, in, in the midst of academia, he convinced them to spend oodles of money on football facilities. So we, we liked where his mindset was. We liked his ability to negotiate. And now he's in a dead-end conference that has zero chance to matter in 10 years. What the hell do you do? What, I agree. Let's circle back to what Corey said. What is he going to say next week? I mean, what the hell is he going to talk about? It all sounds like we're just, I guess, you know, kind of twiddling our thumbs until some big announcement is made that there's been an agreement behind the scenes with the powers that be, Fox or ESPN, with the ACC, as to where we go next. And his That's response. A good point by Go Knowles FSU. I think Jim Phillips, 10 plus years ago, maybe would have seen the writing on the wall a little yes. bit better, maybe a little bit more forethought. Um, but yeah, man, there's, there's not a whole lot you can do right now. Um, honestly, there just isn't. But yeah, I don't, I, it, it's frustrating. <laughs> it's frustrating, but we do think eventually it's going yes. to be two conferences. It's just a matter of when. And I thought it was funny. Um, somebody came out with a report yesterday, I don't remember who, that it, the SEC had decided to stick to 16 teams. It was Matt Hayes. And that was, that was the breaking news. SEC's decided to sit, uh, yeah, until they don't, you know, you know what I mean? Like, you know, they didn't come out 15 months ago. Nobody thought they were going to 16. It's not like they made a pre had a press release like, hey, we're looking to expand. They're just going to expand when SEC wants to expand. So I know some Florida State fans saw that and might have been worried, like, oh, they're just stuck at six. No, no. Watch Notre Dame go to the Big Ten, and then watch what the SEC tries to do uh, to counter. But or the Oregon and Washington go to the Big Ten, whatever they end up doing. Well, right. That, that's actually oddly seemingly more likely than Notre Dame because Notre Dame is contractually obligated to only join the ACC if they join another conference in football. But they they can buy out. They have enough money, and they're because they don't owe the full share that a Florida State would. Right. And with the money they have, I think Notre Dame can can buy out if they want to buy out. If they eventually want to, they yeah. can, but I don't think they're in a hurry to do no, that. No, they're not. There's as, as long as they can be in the playoff, they're not going to do that and ESPN's going to do everything they can to make sure that that there's always a provision to let Notre Dame stay in the playoffs sure. so they don't go to the Big 10. It's a it's a tough situation. Similar headlines 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chat TV continues in a moment. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. Ira, we should make mention at least that there is uh, a little bit of, and put a ribbon on this, I guess, for now. I think Link is, it looks like, going to have uh, his, his coaching staff intact from Notre Dame to here. Yeah, it looked like uh, there was a lot of... Um there's a widespread feeling that there was a good chance one of his assistant coaches, the pitching coach, would get hired as the head coach right. at Notre Dame, and he did not. And if that had happened, I think the feeling was that maybe Jason Jackson mm -hmm. would, would end up coming to Florida State from Alabama. Um, but, no, he was able to keep both of his assistants. And uh, it's uh, – first of all, I mean, it's, it's cool that um, after that season, that staff that had that success 
will be coming intact. I and mean, he'll be coaching with guys he's been coaching with the last few years. But um, you know, the hitting coach uh, has really long ties to the state of Florida, played at UCF, is from the state of Florida, and uh, will recruit really well. And the pitching coach, I think, is one of the most highly respected pitching coaches in the country. So it's a big deal. Well, it also shows great loyalty to Link, and I, I think, obviously, the, the work environment had to have been a good one to follow him uh, from Notre Dame to Florida State. Also an opportunity, Corey, to get the hell out of that dump of a town. Absolutely. And, um, I mean, it's crazy they had to even – I mean, they should have left with Link. They should have been on the plane with him. This is nuts. <laughs> the one guy could have been – he, be, might, the guy, the, he could have been a head coach, might have been the head coach at Notre Dame. That's... I'd rather be a volunteer assistant in Tallahassee <laughs> than the head coach in South Bend. Are you kidding me? But also um, – their freshman ace, their freshman stud pitcher, the lefty, the one that shut down Tennessee, uh, he is in the portal. Yeah, there's so, a few uh, of them. Throwing that out there. Don't say. Man, yeah. what a beautiful thing that would be. And I don't know that we properly at the press conference or in my one-on-one interview with him on Warchant TV expressed the gratitude we all had for Notre Dame going to Knoxville and beating the most obnoxious team ever assembled. That's a good point, yeah. man. None of us thanked him personally. Like I, I could have been like, yeah, listen, I care about FSU. That's all well and good. But look, man. You did the world a favor by knocking off that team, which I didn't think it was possible for a college baseball team to be as disliked as, say, Miami Hurricane football teams over the years. But that Tennessee team accomplished it. It was pretty amazing. There wasn't one redeeming quality about that Tennessee team. Their their annoying factor was so special. Like, you know, usually at the end of a season, teams are like, okay, who did you lose? Who do you got to replace? Can Can we rekindle the magic from last season? Right. With them, it's going to be like, how are we going to keep this together? Where, how can we be as obnoxious as possible? Can we get back to twenty two level of obnoxiousness? Right. Yeah. What, what do we have? Joey left, and he was a real piece of yeah. He was a piece of work. How are we going to replace him? Well, well you, you recruit that. You recruit like right. kids that dump kids in trash cans and lockers. <laughs> you ask their coaches like, how big an ass are they? Yeah, you, and, and if they if you the answer is no, he's a great kid. Well, oh well, won't we'll come to Knoxville. Yeah, that's not what we want around <laughs> these parts. Yeah. Uh, have you seen the way we play, sir? That's the wrong answer. Now, I would also I would also note that one of the ways you guarantee that level of obnoxiousness that is not only present on the field of play, inning to inning, game to game, but it also shines through on the television product, is you ensure that they're on the amount of steroids that every one of those players were on at Tennessee, quite clearly. My go- I mean, my allegedly. goodness, allegedly. Nick, my Saban, go- Nick Saban alleged that also. My goodness gracious. I mean... Those guys looked like they were part of the WWE. Every, every, one, every of them. single one of them. Every one of them. I'm like, what is going on? Hey, now listen. Up next. Credit to them. Credit to them. That is commitment that I've wanted to see around these parts, especially in football, for a very long time. <laughs> Their dedication to the Bama table. Leading off the third. The <laughs> ultimate warrior. <laughs> I mean, that that was them. And, uh, yeah, they... It got them bounced uh, before they ever got to the College World Series. What a shame. Nobody has accused Florida State hitters in recent years of being on steroids, have they? Mm. I can't <laughs> wait to get back to being hated because of the alleged misdeeds of the program yeah. and all the subsequent success that it's having. Like in football, I want people to be like, well, this is ridiculous. How did they turn it around from 5-7 and seven to 12-1? and one? What Why happened here? Why do these kids here? keep signing with 
why do they keep getting all these five stars? They got five stars <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, you want you want wouldn't that be cool to have yeah. that again? I want the anger to be festering just underneath the surface when I meet a random fan for the first time of another program and they're just waiting for their opportunity after a couple beers to say, Now listen, what's really going on in Tallahassee? Because I gotta tell you, all of us around these parts hate FSU because you guys blah 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 blah. I just want to hear that. Ah, that's hey, right. Ira, speaking Let of uh, not not that we we're speaking of NIL, but the kid that just committed, Lucas Simmons, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where do, he's he goes Clearwater. to high school in Florida, correct? Yeah, right. he went to Clearwater Academy or whatever it is. Yes, but he's from Sweden. Yeah, he's only been here for a year, mm-hmm. about a year. So, are they allowed to get NIL deals? The the foreign kids. If he's on a student visa, it would be tricky. Um, it would be tricky, and there's apparently a process. Yeah, that that is an issue. The as part of the the process for international students, they when the NIL became legal, it's not necessarily legal for them. It's, it's a violation of, of of them being here. There is a, I've been told there is a way around it, but it's a complicated process. And unless you can get a lot of money, like they're not going to do it. The international students aren't going to do it for 50 bucks to go have dinner at, you know, whatever <laughs> Wherever, yeah. restaurant. Yeah. But if now, if you're talking about a $500,000 deal, maybe it's worth that, that well effort. Well so it's a lot more complicated. Hey, by the way, I know a way around it. You don't report it. Oh, there you go. That's the big thing right there, Corey. I think you agree with me here. You just hand the kid money. Now, we just said right. school, to him in cash. We just said the schools are never going to pursue lawsuits. We right. don't think. We don't think so, no. What about when Uncle Sam starts coming after for these kids for he, not reporting? He them? doesn't need to know. He doesn't need we, to know either. Uncle Sam. You're talking about be, the above-table NIL deals. Yeah. If they don't yeah. file taxes. I'm oh, talking well, about handing a kid a grand when you shake his hand. That's what I'm talking about. You want to get back to that. I want to get back. That kind of and this kind, well, In this particular case, you might have to do that. Right? Well, you got to make man, exceptions. you got to do whatever you got to do. As we all know, those were the more innocent times of college football. <laughs> the $1,000 handshakes, yeah. the $500 handshakes, the cars from a, uh, uh, listen, a friend dealer. It's very specific in this case. A six foot seven, 300-plus pound left tackle with good feet and bend. Future prospects are outstanding. You got to secure his commitment, which Florida State did, and you have to do so by any means necessary. I, I want to win games. I don't know what you're trying to do. So if I'm shaking this kid's hands with a grand in my hand, that's how this is going to have to work. And maybe each time I shake his hand, there's a grand in my hand. Maybe that's how this is going to work. As long as he understands the deal and doesn't go running off at the mouth, we're all going to be fine. So when you sit down at the, you maybe like if um, Michael Alford and President McCullough, yeah. Well, I don't. You, I don't know that I want the president there. I, I'll, all right. Well, I you feel and, like he's. Well, yeah. you and Michael Alford go yeah, me and Mike, sit, me and sit down with the SEC honchos mm. and start talking mm. about mm-hmm. Florida State joining the conference and, and how that, we would fit right in. And, and you're going to be like, "Look, fellas, yes, we played in that league. We played in the Wine and Cheese League. Yeah, but we're one of you. We yeah. know the deal. Let me tell you about that time we got that tackle, and what I had to do to make sure that <laughs> happened. You guys will smile ear to ear, knowing that that's the way we play football around these parts." Yeah. Can you even do I was trying to think of the physics of a thousand dollar handshake. So you're rolling up ten one hundred dollar bills into your hand? That's yeah. That's not gonna be real uh that's gonna be not subtle. I don't know that it's a like literal handshake, Corey. It could just be we, we walk him into the facilities and we say, Hey, we're gonna watch some film and we shut the door and I'm like, There's a grand on the table, pick it up. Oh, I was thinking more and then like we're not gonna watch with a handshake. Then we're not gonna watch film. We'll go ahead and take that out of here. That was a good film session. Oh, okay. That's well, how. That's, that's one way to do it. Yeah. That's All right. Way. Yeah, I don't have to actually hold the the, the money. You might go with the like, like Emmett Smith turning on the sprinklers at Florida, right. For his summer right. job, right? Just or gonna do it. Yeah. There. Could you just tape it to the back of the registers package? <laughs> the reg- here, here, here's some Andouille, and uh, and then when they flip it over, Man, there's just stacks of hundreds on the back. Lucas, why don't that we is start delicious. Using, uh, why don't we start using birch? 
to pay off orthodontics. You're like, look, you've got a you've got an orthodontic appointment at nine thirty. Tell them your name. Just go sit at this chair right here. Mm-hmm. Wait for about ten minutes. There'll be a bounce. little bag. Heather would be all about that, right? Well, Heather's oh. dedicated. No yeah. question. Doctor Birch is uh, committed not only to uh, the orthodontic needs of your children, but what it takes to win football games. Some people yeah. might think she wouldn't be willing to risk her practice, which she's built over decades to, to hard work excellence. and education. Yeah. For some sort of conspiracy to money laundering or something like that. There's, no laundering. There's not, no laundering. We're not laundering money either. You get into issues when you're dealing with cash with no records. Well, if you don't tell people. Right. Right. You don't yeah. do and, what and you don't I, do what your boy in Georgia with. did. You don't write a check. How about the McDonald's bags like Tennessee? <laughs> There you go. It's worked for years. Is Tennessee in trouble, Ira? <laughs> yes, they are. Actually. <laughs> Maybe she just when she's when she, when you lay back on the chair and she's like, "All right, open up your mouth," and she put she just stuffs a lot of a lot of cash in, in there. Yeah, and then you get out. That's that your is, orthodontic appointment for today. It's going to be a shame if this is why we lose the sponsorship. Oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> it's been a good run, Dr. Birch. Let's take a break on that note. Seminole Headlines 93.3 Real Talk Radio. Watch your TV continues in a moment. Hey, headliners and elite headliners. It's Ira here, and it's time to talk Shopify. As you remember, a couple of years ago, we wanted to create and sell headlines merch for the best podcast listeners in the world. That's you. But we had no idea where to get started. Now we're selling Yay Sausage shirts, and it's so easy. All because we use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're a startup working out of your man cave or IPO ready, Shopify is the only tool you need to grow your business without all the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. You could be selling Don Julio socks from Shopify's in-person point of sale system or offering headliner shirts from Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform. Whatever you need, you're covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love most about Shopify is how, no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up today for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase, and they'll help you grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Go to shopify.com slash warchant. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for Warchant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. Getting excited about the questions coming up next hour. Uh, headliner questions in hour number two. Just pulled some of those up. I'm starting to read through those, Ira. Making sure that both Twitter and Facebook well represented before we get started. It's the only fair thing to do. There's also been some good questions in the chat. Uh, people have had some good comments. I think... Uh, you know, I, I think the thing with the ACC right now and, like, the, the feelings about trying to get out of it is, like, I wonder what the amount that fans – like, what, what amount would fans be willing to pay? Like, what, would, what amount if, – if, if Florida State could get to a point where it is negotiating. And right now we know, like – I mean, you're talking about $120 million is the exit fee because it's three times, three times your, yes. your revenue. If, if Florida State could get a deal where it's, like, $250 million, would fans be like – all right, it's worth it. Three hundred million dollars? Like what? What? What dollar amount? Like, I'd want to know how much. Fans, 
and we're like, hey, the SEC wants us. We've got it in writing, but we have to get out of this agreement. The grant of rights, we have to pay this before we can go. But as soon as we pay it, we're off to the SEC. Can we do a Kickstarter? I, I, th- I think you'd raise it pretty darn quickly. If FSU's you got an it, official like GoFundMe. Like these bum professional professional league owners that like, hey, if the city matches, like right, Arthur right. Blank did, build yeah. the stadium. Mm-hmm. If this, if you, we'll match whatever you guys donate. I think you would raise enough money very quickly by people that matter to get out of that well, contract. I, I think what you would want to know is how much of that price, that asking price to get out from under you know the grant of rights, is being paid for by both the SEC, ESPN, whoever it is right. that is, is that, that wants Florida State to exit. Because they're going to have to bear the brunt of some of this, too. It can't just all be the member institution. I, I, I think it would have to be like, okay, we, we got you. We got, it's worth it to us long term because of what you're going to add uh, and, and what we're going to be able to negotiate with our next television contract with the additions of Florida State and Clemson or whatever you want to say. You know, I, yeah, so if Florida State could do it for, you know, $150 million on their part and $150 million on the uh, on the network or, or on the conference, yeah, I think everybody would be gung-ho. We all would. But ESPN is not going to do that for all of these schools. No, of course so, not. And Florida State's not going to be the only one to make the exit. So, yeah, I just think that – and then, the you know, we talked before about it's not going to stay here. They're going to at some point go to two or three. I, I don't know what that spark is going to be. You know, if Notre Dame doesn't pick a conference. If Notre Dame picked the Big Ten, then that I think it's on. Spark. It's on. Here we go. Yeah. I don't know. It all comes crumbling down. If if I don't know if the Big Ten sees the incentive in getting Oregon and Washington – and if they don't, then why would the SEC move at this point? So I just think they're, that – I'm curious. Well, you're, you're, create, you're describing Florida State fans' worst nightmare. Right. Is that, okay, we're done for now, and we're in no hurry. And so we're going to wait, what, two, three, five, seven, nine? How many years are we going to be waiting before the next series of events occur that allow these teams to move on? Because we do know eventually, we all agree – it is going to happen, but if it's not going to happen for ten more years, well, that's not happening. I would say uh, I think I think seven or eight is the longest, and I think it's more likely to be five or so. Hey, really quick, think, can, I'm sorry, Corey, I got to cut you off really quick. Be quiet. You uh, sorry, son. Of a- how quickly could Florida State get to? And I don't think it's going to matter long term. But uh, Academic Alliance School, Corey, I mean, uh, Ira, you and I talked about this before. The Big Ten values that greatly. The AU, the AU yeah. Um, Florida State's close, and they've efforted to get there. Yeah, I mean, that was a big topic when FSU hired a new president uh, last year when they went through the process, Dr. McCullough, or President McCullough, and, and several of the other candidates. That was like their big pitch of how they would get Florida State to become an AAU school. The big, a huge part of it is how much research money you get from the Grants, government. That's right, yes. And, and you know, Florida State is endeavoring, and they've been doing a lot in those areas. Um, but, yeah, I don't know if there's a magical number you have to hit. I just think at some point you have to reach that threshold where they're going to take you. And that you know that could help, certainly, with the Big Ten. Um, I, read, uh, I read David Teal's piece on all this. He said Nebraska's not an AAU school. He said they're the only one that isn't, that, that all the other ones are, and that's what they look for. Right. But Nebraska's in there without being one. I thought there was so – yeah. You, you can't make exceptions, but what I was going to say before I was rudely interrupted was that um, – you know, look, if I'm the Big Ten, like I think Florida State's best scenario, best case scenario, is the Big Ten comes calling. Not that you join the Big Ten necessarily, but then the SEC doesn't want you to join the Big Ten. Because imagine Florida State operating at, operating at peak offense, efficiency with $110 million a year in revenue, along with Clemson, along with Miami. 
Now all of a sudden, SEC's got real, real competition for the bet. You know what I mean? Like, I think that that would be enough to get the SEC wheels moving. Like, well, we don't want them to go to the Big Ten. If our options are Florida State Clemson are in the Big Ten, are they here with us? We want them here with us. I think, but you're right. Until that happens, why would the SEC move right now? I mean, if the Big Ten decides they do want to be in the Southeast and they look Which at... They, they're idiots if they don't. Then then you feel like that could kind of spark. That could be a spark. I'm still wondering, are we even going to be talking about these conference affiliations 10 years from now? I mean, I know we keep saying Big Ten, SEC. It's really Fox and ESPN and other people that are gobbling up media rights to live sports. Well, the Fo- then Fox should want to get into Florida and get into that Clemson marketplace. I mean, it just it makes no sense. People aren't watching Minnesota and Purdue, man. The two teams that have the most million-plus viewers in the country the, la- the last five years, not all time, just the last five years, that don't involve Big Ten, SEC, or Notre Dame games is Clemson and Florida State, and mm-hmm. it's not close. So if you're the Big Ten and you want to up your market share and you want to become a – I mean, they've won one big – they've won one national championship in 25 years. So if you're the Big Ten and you want to compete with the SEC, it's FSU and Clemson. What would Florida State's record last year have been in the Big Ten? Which division of the Big Ten? <laughs> it's similar, man. They, had a, they, had they would have been a little bit better. Teams. Oh, been, I thought you were saying they would have been worse. No, I think they would have been better. I think they would yeah, have had probably. a better record. But by, by the way, uh, we did get an answer here. Nebraska was an AAU team when they got into the Big Ten. They lost it uh, subsequently because of something that happened with their medical school. So I I don't know the details. Hey, of that. we also dropped the top forty today over at WarChant.com. One we through talk about five. The, one through five. We, we can get to touch it. on that a little bit. No, well, we got twenty seconds. So we can touch on it in the Corey, next read, hour. Corey, read all 40 in 20 seconds. Do it right now. It Jordan Travis, I'll read the top five. Jordan Travis, Jamie Robinson, Micah Pittman, Duke <laughs> Cooper, Fabian Lovett. Going, it's off the dome, He's folks. going That's blind. He's going blind. <laughs> Headliner questions forthcoming. Stay with. We'll get to you in a moment.